There are a lot of things on fifth graders' minds, from weird trends to mysteries from history. But on today's episode of the pod class, we are talking about investigating injustice with a few of the fifth graders from Dr. Bober's class in Long Beach. Welcome to the pod class, Amelia, Caitlin, and Brooklyn. How are you doing, girls? Good. How are you doing? Good. Excellent. I'm so happy to be talking to you today about this very interesting and huge subject. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around because there's so much going on in it, but I'm glad I'm talking to you about it today. Amelia, we're talking to you a little bit about systemic racism and like, how do we even approach this this subject? How do we know what systemic racism is? Well, systemic racism is it's built into the system of this country to, um, even if you don't know it's there, it's mm-hmm. um, acting nev- negatively towards people of color, um, mainly black people. So it's one of those things that even if you're not actively participating, let's say in it, you're still either uh, benefiting from it or it's negatively affecting you because a lot of our laws and society are built on these constructs. Yes, exactly. All right. And so how was the Black Lives Matter movement really bringing this to the forefront? Pretty harsh situation. Uh, Was that the first time that you had kind of been confronted with these sort of ideas? Yes. And so when this stuff was happening, where did you uh, reach out to to find out more information about it? I usually would look stuff on the Internet to find if, like, how is it, like, if it's still going or like, how is this going to end or other stuff like that? Right. Was, was your teacher a good resource for finding out information about what was happening? I get, I guess she was. I love my teacher. She's very good at telling like, um, more information about what's, what's happening right now. It's a pretty big concept to even grasp for a fifth grader or for really for a lot of adults. Yeah. Caitlin, uh, was it the same for you? Like this summer and into fall, was that the first time you had really been confronted with the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes. I saw it on TV and I heard about it a lot from my friends and all over the news. I asked my parents and if they don't know anything about the question I asked, then I usually looked it up on the internet. The idea of of uh, fairness and injustice isn't simply limited to race, although that is a huge component of it. But there's also other elements that, that we definitely should be talking about. So when we're talking about the civil rights movement, I think that leads directly into segregation. Well, I remember learning about Martin Luther King, about how he made his speech, which really changed how people thought of blacks and whites. It certainly made an impact in society. How did it affect you? It affected me by by sinking in and saying, people should be treated equally. We shouldn't be separated just by the color of our skin. Yeah, um, systemic racism is a very big thing and it affects um, all races, all genders, everyone. It affects um, white people more positively and people of color more negatively. Um, One of those examples is the Black Lives Matter protest um, that was mostly inflicted by police brutality. Another thing is like healthcare, how if a black person like is having chest pains um, 
and they're told that there there is nothing like just go home and sleep it off um that's actually they may be having like something related to heart attacks or something like that you would also have where people can find homes or how they can apply for loans to create businesses and create jobs they're bigger than one person but if we don't confront it uh, we'll never change it right yes exactly what is one way that we can uh, beyond merely talking about it which is a good thing that's one step forward what's another step we can take to try to eliminate systemic racism in the united states um you can help by participating in the black lives matter protests with your parent permission if you are someone of age who needs parent permission i think another element of this would be in regards to women's rights. And again, Caitlin, I think this was something that you had brought to the table. Many people are still comparing girls to boys and how girls can't do it, only boys can. And it's another way of, of holding people back. Like, how can, how can we change this, Caitlin? What can we do about it? Well, some people have signs that go outside of your house. And sometimes there are protests. So you can participate in a protest or get a sign to go on your lawn. True. Obviously, the importance of forwarding women's rights is allowing them to have equal access and a sort of fairness when it comes to education or the job field that they want to go into. Is there been something that in your lives that you feel maybe you were discouraged from doing because you happen to be a girl? Not really, but some people say, like, I want to play a game at school. Mm -hmm. And they say, and then some people say, you can't do this because you're a girl. So I'm going to ask uh, Amelia and Brooklyn the same question. Uh, do you, either of you feel like there's been a moment in your life where you've been told you shouldn't be doing this because... You're a girl. Well, in my opinion, I don't think so. Maybe sometimes I wasn't allowed to do this or do that because boys can, but that wouldn't let me stop it. That wouldn't let, stop me from what I can do and what I cannot do. I myself have never experienced it if um, ever before. I don't think so yet. Um, but I have seen some, you know, TV shows where they do these episodes on like women's rights, you know. Um, I was watching Proud Family once and she was told she couldn't play on the football team because she was a girl. So she went on there and she took a, and she took a case um, and she almost sued um, her football, the football coach because she wouldn't let it because she wouldn't let him let her play on the football team. Soon, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, you'll be out in the workforce. And one of the biggest problems when it comes to women's equality is the pay gap where men, for every dollar a man earns, women earn between 80 to 64 cents. Um, so have you guys heard of the pay gap before? I have, yes. I'm not aware of it, but... Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I, it makes me want to shake my fist in rage, but that doesn't really help things. But now that you know this, this seems like a, a big problem that 
uh, a man would be arbitrarily paid more than a woman simply because he happens to be a man, right? That does not make sense. I mean, that makes sense, but that's terrible. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me, but like to some people, it's like kind of their lives. Like it makes sense to them. Where do we go from here? How do we participate in changing the women's equality movement as a positive force? Um, you can make sure that um, if you ever experience one of these, you make sure that your voice is heard um, and that you you say that I can do this. Um, even a boy and a girl or a woman and a man can do the exact same thing. I totally yeah. agree with Amelia. Come on, girl, bring the fire. <laughs> I love it. Yes, you can be a feminist even if you're a man or non-binary. Oh, that is true. That's true. We're not taking anything away from anyone. It just allows more people to the table. Yes. Yeah, that's a great view. Well, I just like to say that don't let anyone take you down. Just keep following your dreams and then it could happen. Bring the fire. Come on. Come on. Yes. And um, if you don't agree with us, that's all right. Everyone's entitled to their own, own op- opinion. Excuse me. Um, yeah, but um, believe in yourself and like, Know that you can do anything that you want to do and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it just because of your skin color or your gender. If I saw someone being treated differently because of their um, skin color or because of their gender, um, I should I would hope that I would step in and actually make sure that everyone is treated equal and that um, or maybe I would like. I don't know, take it up with the principal or something because, you know, I'm not above tattling or whatever because it's not tattling if you're doing the right thing. Um, what I would do, I would probably stand up for that girl or try to go get a teacher or maybe I would punch the person in the face. But otherwise, I would maybe choose the best choice. I like your active response, Brooklyn. <laughs> Thank you. I agree with Amelia and Brooklyn. I would stand up for that person because they're treated they're treating the other person wrong and we all should be treated equally and all the same. Is there an example of somebody that you see in the media right now that you look up to or someone you've read about in history that you think to yourself, wow, that, that person shows me what is possible when it comes to fighting injustice. Yeah. Kamala Harris, she's the first South Blasian, um, she's the first Blasian um, vice president, um, first woman of color in this high position of power. And that makes me feel um, really proud of her and really happy because I know that someday I might be able to be in a position of power like that. So, yeah, I really do think it makes a difference um, just to see someone like you up there in that place of power. Harriet Tubman, she wouldn't give up on what she was supposed to do. She is amazing. And she guided people to freedom. Like, come on, is that great or great? Great. Yeah, what about you, Caitlin? Do you have anyone else? For women's rights, Susan B. Anthony fought for women's rights to vote because only men were about to were allowed to vote. And I don't think that was very fair. So woman Susan B. Anthony stood out to me a lot. So one way we can use the power of our voices is through voting, right? We can put people in office who represent uh, the way we think and the way we want to see our country move forward. What's another way we can use, uh, you know, our voices, Caitlin? Another way you can use your voices is by reciting a written work by others. 
Right. So people who inspire you, right? Yes. Now, is there someone who has really inspired you lately with, with the things they've written and spoken? Yes. Amanda Gorman. Oh, great example. Yeah, she's fantastic. Do you have like a, a quote maybe that, that you found from her that you really like? Yes. Oh, can you can you read it for us? Uh, that would be great. This quote is going to be from her poem called The Hill We Climb. And it's by, and it inspired me a lot. Okay, let's hear it. We, the successors of a small country and a time where a skinny black girl descends from slaves and w- raised by a single mother, can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. But we're striving we are striving to forge our union with purpose. Oh, wow. That's really cool. What was it about that specific quote that um, really resonated with you, Caitlin? It just showed that you should follow your dreams and work hard to do whatever your goal is. And uh, maybe not just for yourself, but for others? Yes. Okay. Hey, Amelia, um, what did you think about that quote? Um, I think it was very well written and it had a very good message. Have the works of Ms. Gorman inspired you as well? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, after the inauguration speech, that is the first time I've ever heard, um, heard her poetry, but I looked into it. I do like a lot of her poetry. What is it about Amanda Gorman that inspired you? Um, She just, she really has a clear poem about like, the messages and like how to improve and and like she really talks about her own life and how and putting that into perspective and I really like that. So when when you get inspired by somebody, it can it can you know cause you to want to put your thoughts down on paper. So what exactly inspired you to start writing your your stuff? Well, one poem. Um, this was like an assignment for school, but I really mm-hmm. thought. So I really, I really thought that um, people my age need to hear more about this message because um, it's not something you usually learn at this age, but I feel like you need to know. Well, that sounds fantastic. Um, why don't you read it for us? I, I'd love to hear it. Of course. Um, it's called One Voice Turns Into Millions. Um, so here it goes. One Voice Turns Into Millions. I'm a female, I'm a woman, I'm a girl, they shout. I am not here just to please you, I am unique, I am one in billions. I'm not here to be a damsel in distress, I am here to be a woman of success. One voice turns into millions. Love is love, you cannot define my gender, I am who I am, they cry. Whether I love a different sex or same sex, I am beautiful, I am brilliant. Respect me non-binary or no, I am so perfect as me that my face is a glow. One voice turns into millions. I am black and beautiful. I am a lovable Latinx. I am an adroit Asian. I am an incredible indigenous person. They yell as one. I am fierce. I am stunning. And just like you, I'm a civilian. Don't judge me on my melanin, but on my character. I hope this clarifies and verifies that I am just the same as you with a little pinch of magic. It always starts as one person, but as we have learned today, it always turns into millions. So just know you are everything you want to be with a pinch of magic. You are the only person like you in trillions. Wow, I love that. That is so fantastic. Thank you. Caitlin, I what is your I I'm sure you love this as much as I do, right? Yes. 
Amelia's poem is amazing and it can inspire anyone, no matter how different they are. This has been great, you guys. I'm so inspired by all of you today. You know, confronting the many injustices in this world, it's a big topic. And your feelings about it as a young fifth grade woman, it's so important and it's valid. I know I've learned a lot just by listening to you today. So when there are kids out there who listen to this podcast, they might recognize and see themselves in you and then go out there and use their own voices to change the world for the better. Thanks so much for helping us learn all about this in the pod class. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's been great. It's been so fun. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode was made possible in part by a grant from the National Geographic Society's COVID-19 Remote Learning Emergency Fund for Educators.